and welcome to the I'm a Health Sister podcast. I'm Jenny and I'm Amy and today we're looking at a really interesting report into the use of electronic cigarettes which I know has been quite um, quite controversial. It's a bit of a yeah, hot potato when it came up on uh, one of the Facebook groups the other week. Yeah absolutely. I thought it was interesting. I thought it would be worth doing an episode on it just to kind of iron out what is um, like subjective kind of personal opinion and what is evidence-based because obviously as professionals we need to be giving evidence-based advice and I think it's something that a lot of people feel quite strongly about from a personal perspective as well so it's kind of being aware of your biases as a professional isn't it and what your personal feelings are on it Um, yeah because I know mine are very different from actually what I was surprised when I read into it. I was like, oh, okay, well, I thought that vaping probably wasn't very good for you and, you know, all these things. And, and I've been quite aware of it um, through my pregnancy. Yeah. Um, so I was surprised, actually. And it wasn't... Uh, so I, I totally get where people are coming from, that yes. having different kind of opinions yeah. and perspectives. So um, we thought perhaps just do one that kind of clears up a few myths and um, goes through the facts of what we actually do know. Because there is some stuff that we do know now. Yes. Although they yeah. are still new, we have yeah. a we do have an evidence base to base it on. Not hugely, obviously, long term de- um, evidence base. It would be good if we had an evidence base that was, you know, included the long term impacts as well, which obviously yeah. we can't do because they've can't not been around for long no. enough. No. Um, but we thought we'd focus on pregnancy specifically. Yeah, yeah. And so there's this organisation, um, Smoking in Pregnancy Challenge Group, mm-hmm. which is a group of like 300 different mm-hmm. organisations, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. And supported by um, ASH, who are quite a well-known anti-smoking mm-hmm. organisation, aren't they? Mm-hmm. And they're kind of quite a big lobby group who have really... Um, sort of helped to impact upon I think a lot of the the big changes in smoking behavior in recent yeah. years and like yeah. the, the smoking ban in uh, restaurants and pubs and well yeah and indoor public spaces isn't it yeah I'd heard of them and this report is endorsed by like you say members of the group so it's a big group this smoking and pregnancy challenge group is is a almost an umbrella yeah. organisation for a huge number of organizations and they've got so just off the bottom of the article that kind of main names that leap out as for health visitors it's supported and endorsed by best beginnings bliss faculty of public health um lullaby trust rsph the royal college of nursing sands tommy's royal college of midwives rcpch so all the kind of big names really yeah um and it's the briefing note for health professionals on the use of electronic cigarettes before, during, and after pregnancy. So it's about maternity and healthcare professionals pr- primarily. And it's looking at um, smoking or secondhand smoke during pregnancy versus the use of e-cigarettes or vapes. Yeah. Um, because I think a lot of people are really uncomfortable with vaping and certainly you know, feel very uncertain about it, which comes from, I think, a very reasonable place, which is that Definitely. actually we don't have a long stretch of evidence base on this you know we don't know what the long-term consequences of vaping are in terms of if you vape for 50 years what does that look like we don't know because vapes haven't been around for long enough yeah um but i think what we do have now and especially with this 
is what we were missing yeah. is a decent guidance document for healthcare professionals to yeah. base their advice on. And we'll link to this in the um, in the blurb. And mm. it's just quite interesting even looking at the Smoke Free Action um, website as well, because they've got a lot of resources. So they've got the guide to um, guide for maternity and the healthcare professionals, and um, they've got that in of different sizes it looks like oh no they've got key messages yeah a reduced like a a summary document and then they've got an infogram which of course (laughs) we all love um and it's just really interesting in that yeah they are being used and they are it is being encouraged to use it if you're wanting to quit smoking yeah to move on to vaping i mean i know of a mum who is now vaping um whose baby is now what a month old or so Mm -hmm. and it's just quite interesting how having the vape and when I visit her and I see she'll take maybe one or two puffs on it it's mm-hmm. not like it's quite interesting where I think because with the cigarette there was always that thing of you have to smoke the whole cigarette because yeah you're paying quite a bit for that cigarette so you want to make sure you have the whole thing okay that's and I think actually angle. it's possibly even sort of I mean and she says she's still on one of the stronger nicotine strains mm-hmm. But it is that thing where she'll just take a couple of puffs from it and then put it down yeah. and leave it for quite a while, which she wouldn't be able to do with a normal cigarette. No. So I wonder if there is some element of gradually reducing, it, reducing down it down that way as well. And also, of course, you've got the control of the nicotine strength, which you don't have um, with cigarettes. Yeah. That no. you don't have the option to use a less nicotine, you know, that, yeah. that's not a thing. So um, I think the main message behind this guidance document, you know, if you don't have time to read the whole guidance document um, yourself, the main message is that smoking in pregnancy or exposure to secondhand smoke in pregnancy is hugely dangerous, as we know. So stillbirth, complications in labour, premature birth, miscarriage, birth defects, SIDS. Yeah, respiratory infection. Huge number of huge, problems with um, growth restriction, obviously, yeah. is a big one. Um, and that's largely due to the carbon monoxide and the... Um, t- uh, the Tobacco? Tobacco. Yeah. Yeah. Neither of which are in vapes. Yeah. So the message of this is if you are a smoker, it is always safer to switch to vaping if you're pregnant. It is safer for your baby, huge amount safer for your baby to to vape than it is to smoke. So whilst we don't have hugely amazing long-term data accepted, you know, that is definitely true. Um, And whilst vaping is not perfect, and obviously it's better if you don't smoke at all, like if you don't vape at all, if you don't do anything, that's better. But if you are already a smoker... you're better to vape than to smoke, hugely, infinitely better. Um, To the point, actually, where the recommendation that this guidance document makes is that if you are currently vaping and you find out you're pregnant, should you stop vaping? The advice they say is only if you're confident it's not going to make you relapse to using cigarettes. So if you're not sure and you think maybe it would be a risk, carry on vaping. Yeah. Because even having one cigarette or a one short relapse into smoking is more harmful for your baby than vaping is. So it's it's really is being advocated as a quitting method. Yeah. And the evidence base really supports that. So there's a huge evidence base that people are using it as a method to quit smoking. Yeah. It's more effective than the other um, nicotine replacement therapies out there. Um, and it's being used primarily by smokers. Yeah. 
or by ex-smokers. Not it's not being used by people who've never no. smoked before. People aren't vaping as a gateway yeah. to smoking. No. That's just not happening. And it was quite interesting as well when we kind of yeah the the kerfuffle on the um, Facebook group mentioned was caused by a uh, an article in the Metro. Yeah. Which obviously is well known as quite high standard yeah, yeah. evidence based. As we research. know, the, when you look at the triangle of evidence, just above Cochrane Review, we have Metro articles. Yeah. <laughs> and um, the uh, yeah, health officials were named, um, which you never clarify who, quite who the health of it. Oh no, they do clarify it is the Centre for Disease CDC. Control mm. and Protection. Um, and they're claiming that nearly 200 people have contracted severe respiratory illness after vaping and that this yeah, person has contracted a lung disease after vaping. However, what we're not actually seeing in this article is anything to say that the vaping was the direct cause of the death. Um, there is a report um, which suggested that in the US... They have much looser regulations on the yeah, amount of nicotine, exactly. and levels are much higher, and that that could account for the health problems in the US. Um, there's there's a, a document that Public Health England produced almost in response to some of these media stories. So there was a, a short spell of lots of media stories that people have probably seen out there, this one being one of them, and there was a few of others of people talking about, oh, new research suggests that vaping is just as dangerous as smoking, and yeah. this person dies as a result of vaping, and this person dies. And so they produced um, a document called Clearing Up Some Myths Around E-Cigarettes, which I'll link to. Uh, it was produced in February last year, um, and February updated in February, yeah, this year. <laughs> and so... It feels like it was over a year ago. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and they have talked about some of the myths, and one of them is this this idea about the the lung disease. Yes, the popcorn that's one of lung, the myths. Which is interesting because until I read this, I did think popcorn lung meant that the <laughs> the lungs took on a kind of bobbly popcorny. Yeah, look. Oh, that's interesting. Well, yeah, 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 that totally like, could be what yeah. it meant. Whereas actually, it's just because it first happened to people who were working in a popcorn factory. Yeah. <laughs> um, and popcorn lung is one of the things people cite as being one of the dangers of e-cigarettes. Um, and that is caused um, at very high levels of exposure um, to by a flavouring, a particular flavouring um, diacetyl, is yeah, it? Yeah, I think so, yeah. Yeah. Um, and that's actually banned as an ingredient from e-cigarettes and e-liquids in the UK. Yeah. So it can't be used in the UK at all. And I even when it is used, it's not at the levels which no. are required. To and I think it's really interesting that a lot of these stories are coming out of um, the yes. US, yeah. where there is this ongoing history of these big tobacco mm. companies mm. who have a heck of a lot of lobbyists that they mm. pay good money for to lobby their point of view to the Senate and to yeah. the, uh, look, I was going to say MPs, they don't have MPs, yeah. and governors <laughs> and Senate members and things. It's interesting and to wonder yeah, whether quite that has a big impact. political um, shadow. And so I do wonder, yeah, it's it's in their interest because they have an interest in, they have People continue to use tobacco. In, yeah, and they have investments in tobacco farms and things. Mm. So they it's in their interest to try and sway people away from these alternatives. Yeah. Um, so the other the other myth that you sometimes hear, and I think was on that Facebook group as well, is that they're not regulated, and we don't know what's in them, um, which is 
also not not the case in the UK. So um, in terms of the sale of them, that's a different thing. The regulations around that are different. But in terms of what's actually in the product, in the e-liquid, we do know what's in it. Um, And it has some of the... The UK's got some of the strictest regulation for e-cigarettes in the world. So um, they have to notify the UK Medicines and Healthcare Products Regulatory Agency, which is the the organisation that... Um, all the drugs and medicines are approved by yeah. in the UK has to be approved. It has to go through them um, yeah. in the same way as other drugs do. So it's not um, it's not the case that we don't know what's in them. That is the case in other places in the world. Yeah, and I think that's where the myth comes from. But in the UK, we don't have that risk because no. it actually is quite stringently regulated. And yeah. um, I think there is an interesting thing that did come up was concern of. Um, when we leave the EU, yeah. whether that could change. Yeah. And I think one of the things is to encourage people to buy their e-cigarette liquids and e-cigarettes from recognised traders. Yeah, I suppose the same as you wouldn't recommend them buying cigarettes online because they don't know what they're getting for, Absolutely, what they're getting. Yeah. Again, sort of doing doing that sort of... Yeah, buying buy it from a shop in the UK rather yeah. than buying them online and you yeah. don't know what's in them. I think that's a really strong point. Um, so there were a couple of things also on the um, the smoking challenge group. Yes, smoking and pregnancy challenge group. They had um, some really interesting links to information about smoking from other um, other companies as well. So they're led by Trust. Yeah. So the yeah so the website is Smoke Free Action, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Smoke free action, and then within that, the smoking pregnancy challenge group. Um, but they have um, information from the Lullaby Trust about using e-cigarettes around your baby, which again follows on the from same line. This line. Um, there's an article from the um, Royal Society of Prevention of Accidents, um, ROSPA, um, which again is very interesting and does go through the key points about why it's important to keep home free from tobacco smoke. Uh, the health harm, um, the frequent exposure to other people's health, the copying grown-ups. Yeah, um, I thought that was really interesting. You know, it's like restrictions on where smoking is allowed influence the way children view tobacco and the likelihood they will start smoking. And in homes where smoking is not allowed indoors, children are less likely to start themselves. And then also the fire risks, the fact that it's un- you know, you're unable to um, start a fire Yeah. Um, if you've not got cigarettes on the go and things there's some argument that um if they're not charged properly electronic cigarettes can can start fires so you have to use the correct charger and that's one of the things rosper is recommending is to make sure you're using the correct charger so yeah using the correct charger is really important and just reduces that risk as it would do with any piece of electronic equipment yeah yeah um and again it's that thing of making sure you're getting things from the correct, yeah, yeah. correct like reliable yeah. source, resource, reliable sources. Yeah. Um, and then there's some concern that some have expressed about poisoning or swallowing. Yes. And so particularly with um, the e-liquids. Yeah, yeah, and because yeah, babies and toddlers do put everything in their mouth. It's something which they just do. It's their way of exploring. Um, yeah, if you look through any stage of development, which <laughs> a common stage children go through. And so really, as with any medicines, cleaning, products, anything else you don't want to get hold of, you should be keeping them out of reach. Mm. Um, and, but apparently swallowing nicotine fluids, the symptoms are usually quite mild, um, do include nausea and vomiting, um, but serious um, 
poisoning can happen if they're swallowing larger amounts, especially by smaller children. Mm-hmm. So, so you know, if e-liquid is swallowed, contact your GP or NHS 111 or an emergency dial 999. Um, if the smoker's not ready to quit, smoking out completely outside the house removes the risk to others from secondhand smoke. Mm-hmm. I would contest that removes some of the risk. Yeah. Because they're still walking back in smelling of smoke. Mm. Um, I mean, this is the, um, sorry, this article's the Rosper article, isn't it? Yes. So their yeah. mainly focus is, is, their main thing is the accident prevention, yeah, which prevention. they cover yeah. very well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they're sort of talking, and they sort of, so they'll nod their head at the smoking yeah. risks as well. Um, and they do say that vaping inside the house poses no risk. Um, yeah. Um, no health, no known health risk to bystanders. Yeah. And may be helpful in maintaining a smoke-free home. Yeah. And that's another point that this smoking and pregnancy challenge group make with their um, document around pregnancy, electronic cigarettes in pregnancy. It talks about um, bystanders. Um, bystanders, is that the right word? <laughs> <laughs> bystanders, yeah, perhaps. bystanders. That the right I does say bystanders. Yeah. Um, <laughs> People who are standing beside someone who is smoking. Yeah, so like secondhand smoke. That's what I was looking for. Um, there's no known risk so far, no evidence of harm to the health of bystanders from exposure to e-cigarette vapor, and experts have assessed the risk to be extremely low. Yeah. So. Um, we're obviously, as with anything, you're basing your knowledge on the current available evidence. So we don't have long-term data, as we've said. However, the current available evidence that we do have suggests that it is extremely safe. They say 95% safer to vape than it is to smoke. And so the message really, from a health professional standpoint, should be if you are considering switching to vaping from smoking, absolutely we should be encouraging that. Yeah. There is no scenario where we're not encouraging that. No. That's an excellent idea. Please do do it. Good yeah. idea. Um, the interesting thing I found as well was the resources on the um, Tommy's website, which are linked uh-huh. through on there. Yes, we were watching that earlier, weren't and we? Yeah, so there is a really amazing like one-minute video you can watch um, which talks about the effects of smoking on your baby, and we'll link to it um, because it is actually really visual and really um has that emotional yeah isn't it because it uses like the sound of baby's heartbeat and things in the womb it's very powerful really makes very cleverly designed Mm. to really give you that consideration that thought and things and also the other thing i really liked on here was a um a cost calculator check the cost of smoking and so you go to this page and you um get it to work and you have a smoking calculator so it says yeah how many cigarettes do you smoke per day and because yeah on the whole i mean parents mums always say if they are smoking they're always it's, it's ten just a day a couple, or, it's, yeah well, just five a day five a day or something so yeah five a day if you're quitting if you quit smoking um over nine months you would save 567 pounds so of the course of your pregnancy yeah mm. completely which it's amazing because it then it not only tells you the amount, but it then says, yeah, with these savings you could enjoy a fabulous new sofa, which to be fair you probably need so that it was not smelling of all smoke. Um, but then you have a little bit, and it goes on to over two years, you'd save one and a, just over one and a half thousand pounds, so you could enjoy a family holiday in the sun. Um, over five years, it says, oh yeah, with yeah, it's just under four thousand pounds. 
with these savings you could enjoy a cru- around the world cruise <laughs> and it's just quite interesting I think it's really useful to not only have the amount but actually to quantify what it that means. in a kind of yeah. a luxury which a lot of people would think of as oh that's beyond my means mm. when actually it's like well it could well mm. be in your means mm. if you if you stop smoking put that money towards yeah yeah I think sometimes else. it's whatever works whatever's um, useful and powerful and speaks to that that woman in that moment yeah. isn't it and for some women it'll be one thing and for some women it could be something else and I suppose for health visitors it's about trying to work out what's going to be most beneficial to them exactly. what's going to be most helpful exactly and I think it's interesting especially reading the stuff on the, the Facebook group it was very much that, almost that reminder of needing to look for evidence-based information yes um, absolutely. there was a lot of uh, and even I think sometimes it's useful if you're sharing information with fellow professionals in a Facebook group or something yeah even if you have got an evidence-based answer then post the link to what you're talking about and that actually a lot to be fair there was lots of really good links actually on that on that um yeah that that stream which were very helpful I think um it's one of those things where it certainly is emotive like from a personal standpoint my brother um smoked and obviously I've just recently been pregnant and had a little one and he stopped smoking and started vaping um, oh, while cool. as soon as I found out I was pregnant, as soon as I told him, he quit smoking and started vaping yeah. because he wanted to obviously be able to be around baby without having to like, I was basically told him I'd be dousing him in <laughs> all sorts of <laughs> hosing down in the garden, I think is what he was imagining. And um, so he started vaping and actually I'm not sure how comfortable I feel with him vaping around her, but I'm aware that that comes entirely from my own personal yeah personal bias do you know what I, I mean think as well it's that thing of like watching the action the action for vaping is so similar to that of smoking it's hard to see it as something it's your personal and yeah that's harmful. and that's and I'm aware that that's my personal bias but certainly if at work somebody said to me that they were considering switching to vaping from smoking I would be nothing but positive about that. Yeah, and definitely. certainly now I've read this, I think you really have got the data and the evidence base to do that. And yeah. there have been some very big um, research papers recently um, which have given us some really good data to base this on. And I will link to them in the... Um, in the um, there's a major um, UK trial published in February 2019 involving 900 participants. Wow. Um, and that was around um, stopping smoking services yeah. and e-cigarettes. So actually, it's not that we don't have any data. We do have data no. now. Um, we don't have long-term data, but we do have some good data around the harm that it might cause and the contents of it and all of those things. Yeah. And so I think we can be confident with those messages. Yeah. Um, and if it helps people to stay smoke-free after the baby's born, you know, that's the other thing. Exactly. When baby comes, if an e-cigarette allows them to maintain a smoke-free home, the benefits of that for that baby are vast. Exactly. So really. We see it so often where someone's been smoke-free throughout the pregnancy and then as soon as they're no longer pregnant, yeah. they're smoking again because yeah. they don't feel like they've got that direct, yeah. direct link. link and things. And so, yeah, I think it is really important to have these different solutions in mm. mind because actually if the vaping then stops them from doing the actual proper yeah. smoking, 
that sentiment which is easier to work around and it helps them to maintain it it's, it's all about maintenance isn't it because mm. it's a habit like um, a long-term yeah, habit well, it's smoking. an addiction isn't it yeah 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 but um, when I say habit I don't mean like oh you just get into a habit of it I mean yeah. it's a part of your daily life so yeah. it becomes part of your fabric of your life so if you can switch that for something else which is going to become part of the fabric of your life that's going to help you to maintain that change longer Definitely. than just dropping it entirely yeah so yeah so in terms of maintaining it following the birth that's one thing and then also we have the the fact that it doesn't there's no reason to think it would compromise breastfeeding oh no of course so and that's another thing that you hear people saying is it okay to vape and breastfeed yes um, yeah. which actually the data that we currently have, there's no reason to think that it would um, be a problem in terms of breastfeeding. No, so if it helps them to maintain a smoke-free home again, then yeah. that should Excellent. be encouraged. Um, and some of these myths that we've talked about already, the popcorn lung one yeah. and the regulations. Was this something I just saw, sorry, you flashed mm. through then mm. on that previous page. Mm. Um, oh, interesting. So for a woman who has switched yeah. smoke or stopped smoking completely and switch to vaping is classified as a non-smoker yeah which is really useful because it is little things like that that do sometimes yeah. pick us up with our with our records and Record then keeping, overall yeah, that's a good data point. collection and things yeah. so yeah we have to realize that actually some of the data we collect does go on to a national level yeah and if we're not collecting it correctly yeah that's a really good point um, yeah you so wouldn't really interesting them. If they actually, don't smoke any cigarettes no, they're not a smoker but i can imagine it must be a point of confusion yes yeah, strong point yeah. yeah well done for spotting that um, so any other myths that we haven't talked about people think they must be harmful because they contain nicotine mm. um, 4 out of 10 smokers wrongly think that nicotine causes most of the tobacco smoking related cancer but actually it's not nicotine that has the risk of harm to health no it's the tobacco it's always been the tobacco being the carrier yeah or... exactly so it's tar because and carbon it, monoxide isn't it one of the similar things where even some of the risks from cannabis is because it, they're mixing it with tobacco. tobacco yeah absolutely so um although nicotine is obviously addictive um, but another point that we mentioned is that you have that flexibility to adjust the nicotine levels in uh, an e-cigarette as well yes so, so you that's can actually helpful. start to wind it down um and we talked about bystanders already there's a myth that e-cigarettes lead young people into smoking which again we've got no evidence of that um, there's surveys to show that young people are experimenting with e-cigarettes but that regular use is rare and almost entirely confined to those who already smoke yeah so there's this idea that it's a gateway to smoking but that doesn't that isn't no. borne out by the no. research um or that it's normalizing smoking again yeah. it's not it's not um that's not borne out by no. the research but it's quite interesting because these days actually i mean i'm thinking about for my kids because mm. we were just on holiday and it was quite interesting how, you know, generally day to day, I don't even see anyone smoking mm. um, because of the fact that it's not it's not, not the done anymore. thing anymore. Yeah. And when you go to an airport, and so we we're going on holiday, and we're walking into the airport, and you kind of have to walk through yeah, the smokers smoking. to get to yeah. the door because obviously no one can take more than two paces away from the door to <laughs> yeah. start smoking. And so all their associations with cigarettes are really mm. negative because mm. they hate that mm. and it's smelly and they have to go and a way to do it and things mm. and why mm. would you want to do that? It says here that actually that's exactly the evidence that um, the numbers of um, young people in the UK believing it's not okay to smoke is accelerating. Yeah. So more and more young people are hearing that message, which is obviously a really Definitely. positive thing. Um, 
the last myth that I thought was a good one. Oh, a couple, but um, one that's interesting. Last couple of myths. Yeah. <laughs> um, the myth is that e-cigarettes are being used as a Trojan horse so the tobacco industry can keep people smoking. We kind of covered that a little bit. Yeah. On, don't we? If anything, it's more likely they're the guys behind the negative story. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and actually, it's the other way around. The proportion of cigarette users who are ex-smokers has been increasing. Yeah. Um, so it's not keeping people smoking, it's no. actually helping them to quit. Yeah. And that's the the last myth is that they don't help you to quit, which we've really got good evidence now yes. that they do. They yeah, really, do. really good so, um, so yeah, so I think hopefully that helps a bit. No, definitely, definitely. Yeah, so I think this is a really helpful document. I'm glad we've got it because actually we didn't really have a major no. position statement that we no. could base our advice on. So I'm glad we've got that now. Yeah. And hopefully this little summary helps people to feel confident in using it. And um, We'll link to all the documents in the blurb and yeah. you can check them all out for yourself. Yes. So then if um, you have anything else to add on this or anything else you'd like us to look at in future podcasts mm-hmm. then please do tweet us at i am a hv um or visit our facebook page i am a health visitor um or you can email us i am a health visitor long form all one word at gmail.com um yeah. and we look forward to hearing from you yeah please do get in touch oh we're also on instagram but i'm sorry i do mingle yeah. that a bit because i'm still very much <laughs> novice at it and we're, i'm at, i'm a like hp rubbish. on instagram too these things um <laughs> entirely yeah. in jen's hands there oh yes um but yeah look, thanks so much for listening hope it was useful and tune in again soon thank you bye